Good afternoon, my AOWs. You requested, I answered on the show today. I am so excited to have Dr. Mary Claire Haver. She is absolutely so well-known in the menopause and midlife women's health space. She's the CEO and founder of the Galveston Diet. She is board certified OBGYN in Galveston, Texas, and she's also an entrepreneurial mom physician with her own practice in Galveston, Texas. I was so excited to have her on the show. We talked everything, menopause, what women are really striving for, and where the field is going. You're not going to want to miss our incredible interview. So without further ado, Here it is. Hi, and welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. These have been shown in clinical studies to help decrease vaginal dryness. Omega-7 is a key component to epithelial tissue, which makes up a significant portion of the sensitive vaginal and vulvar tissue. Not only could you see improvements there, but additional benefits include healthier hair, skin, and nails, relief from dry eyes, plus a healthier digestive tract. I've been using it and I can definitely see and feel the benefits. It's also free of gluten, yeast, sodium, GMOs, wheat, dairy, and other preservatives. To learn more and order your soft gels, you're going to want to head to restorefemininity.com. That's R-E-S-T-O-R-E-F-E-M-I-N-I-N-I-T-Y.com. You can also find the link in the description and show notes and also on Amazon. Thank you for sponsoring today's show, Femininity. I'm so excited to have Dr. Mary Claire Haber on the show. Um, To have a bit of your time is so exciting because I um, cannot imagine how busy you must be. And we got to talk a little bit before we started recording. And so I'm just so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to see you doing so well on social media and really talking a lot about midlife and menopause and evidence-based stuff. So let's take it all the way back and start by telling a little bit about you like, and how you got into uh, taking care of women? Sure. I um, did the pretty traditional path for obstetrician gynecology. I, you know, went to medical school and fell in love with delivering babies um, when I was in med school and said, you know, this is a great path for me and um, did my residency here in Galveston. Um, My husband is in oil and gas. And so this was a great place for us because Houston's just down the road a little bit. So we were able to kind of both establish our careers in the area. And I kind of did like your normal, you know, delivered babies, did pap smears, well, woman exams, took care of, you know, moms and kids and grandmas and, and, and we everyone down with a big academic institution here. So it was kind of fun to like, look up at my kids, you know, Christmas pageant at the school. And I delivered half the kids up there, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's such a, as I aged and my patients were aging, I started, you know, lots of complaints from them about, you know, weight gain. And, and I would pat them on the knee and say, well, you're getting older and this is common and, you know, calories in calories out. And then, um, So I started going through perimenopause myself and 
and started Uh experiencing this unexplained weight gain. And I was a fairly active person, felt like I pretty healthy and had really not struggled much in that area. And then all of a sudden things started to change. I also um, had lost a brother uh, to liver failure and um, had some grief and depression from that. So that kind of contributed to the weight gain as well. And so I was really struggling to get the weight off, even though I was, I became a little bit obsessed as type A personality, you know, doubling down at the gym, really counting my calories going probably dangerously low. Mm -hmm. And it was affecting my home life, my family life. And Mm -hmm. my husband kind of commented one day and he was going on a long trip. He works overseas a lot. And he said, um, I so when you get back, you're going to have the wife you deserve, you know, talking about my appearance. And he said, honey, you know, I have the wife I deserve. I love you. I don't care what you look like, but this is like really bothering you. So you're smart. You're a doctor and you need to figure this out. Cause what do you tell me when, what you're doing is not working, you need to do something different. So I, um, called up my nutrition PhD friends at the university I was employed at. I was like, all right, what's the deal? Like I am going through this. All my patients are going through this. And this whole calories in calories out thing isn't working for anybody anymore. Uh And they were like, well, not a lot of studies for you guys, but it looks like there's something to do with inflammation, definitely tied to menopause, but there's, so they just threw a bunch of medical research articles at me about nutrition and inflammation. And I'd never really read a lot of nutrition and from, you know, that kind of data before. And I was instantly just fascinated by it. And so I started looking at OBGYN, you know, evidence on what's happening with inflammation as related to changing hormone levels and how that can affect how our body processes, you know, where and how we store fat and, and how insulin and cortisol, leptin and ghrelin and, 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 you know, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, how all of this is working together. And I'm like, no, one's talking about this. And everyone in my age is going through it in some degree. And so I just, this formulation in my head started, you know, coming together of, of what I'm pulling out of different data sets and I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I came up with, it didn't have a name. It was just Mary Clara needs to get this fat off that I'm not happy with. And we're going to try these three things. Okay. Uh-huh. We're going to try intermittent fasting. I was fascinated by the data coming out of the NIH on neuroinflammation and Alzheimer's and dementia and how fasting can help with that. Okay. And um, daily intermittent fasting and then anti-inflammatory nutrition, which has really kind of taken off in the last three years. But like, what does that really mean? Like what foods cause inflammation? How do we fight inflammation naturally. Right. And then the third part was, you know, really getting to like the fat burning part of it, what we call fuel refocusing and looking at the mindset part of it and, and addiction to, to using food as, as fuel instead of just, you know, soothing. And, and, and so right. I put together my little program and experimented on myself. <laughs> and finally, finally, finally it worked. And not only was I, you know, my hot flashes were better my, you know, perimenopausal symptoms were better. Um, but I was you know, sleeping better and, and feeling better. And my friends were noticing. So I just made copies of my program, handed it out to my girlfriend, started giving it to my patients in clinic. And it this just is fascinating. started taking yeah. off. And it was literally yeah. Kinko copies from down the street. Well, right. And me yeah. just making little booklets and just, hey, check this out. And so then I turned to Facebook where I had a little Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, anybody want to, it's a passion project at this point. I'm like, yeah. let me see where I can go with this. I don't know, you know, no, no grand design for to build a company and, and make this into a, you know, monetary thing. Mm-hmm. And so through Facebook, it got shared and shared and shared and shared. And I had all these volunteers going through the program. So I made these little private Facebook groups where I would coach them, the principles of the nutrition program. 
And then they would give me so much feedback and recipes. And, and I learned how to teach the program that way. I gave it away for a year and a half. Oh my and, gosh. But no grandmaster plan. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. You're just still doing your thing, I'm helping other people, it. getting data. And then I was a member of some physician mom groups, and you're probably familiar with some of the mm-hmm. physician mom groups. And some savvy, biz- successful business people there are like, you need to trademark this. You need to make this, you know, a thing. Someone's going to steal it from you. You're going to see it on the internet or, or whatever. And I was like, huh. So okay. I tried an ebook. And that was a failure mm-hmm. and nobody wanted the ebooks. So I was like, well, okay. You know, I can always do pop smears forever. And um, <laughs> so then someone says, and it was one of the leaders of PMG. She says, why don't you do one of those online courses? And I was like, huh, okay. So I took a course on how to make an online course, but it made sense. I just dumped everything I was doing on Facebook and these private groups into an online course. Now, mm-hmm. what it looks like today is very, <laughs> it was very rudimentary. And in right. August of 2018 on a wing and a prayer with no money, I launched my for sale online program. Uh-huh. And so fast forward, we have 72,000 students enrolled. Wow. That's yes. incredible. We have grown our social media presence across all channels, you know, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok is my largest, but what's happened in this evolution of when I was just talking about nutrition and inflammation and menopause, more and more questions are coming in on social about menopause. Yeah. And I realize I don't know that much about it. Like, like basically I feel like in residency, it was like menopause is the end of your periods and you take HRT or you don't, and probably don't because of this WHI study. And that was the end of it. That you know, was I, it. I that was the, that was the lecture. Yep. yep. And so that was the same lecture like, I got. And then I'm a pissed off woman in menopause who can't teach other women about menopause because she didn't learn it in school. <laughs> so I just read everything, all the latest studies and the data and all the misinformation. And, and, and so I just talked. Did all it day. make you more pissed off? Cause some days it makes me more pissed off. <laughs> and so I was like, women are dying out there. I mean, they are desperate for information. They're just suffering needlessly yeah. and they can be helped and they're terrified and they're scared. And there's predatory physicians out there giving wackadoodle claims and, yeah. you know, not using evidence to really support, not that all physicians out there, you know, and, and so many women are being dismissed or gaslit in the doctor's office, you know, in women's health on multiple levels, but especially here in perimenopause and menopause. And it's just like, I just feel like this is my mission. I I know I get passionate and I talk really fast, but I just, you know, I feel like this is where I'm meant to be. You know, I trained residents for 20 years to deliver babies. They can go do all that. I'm done with that part. And I'm going to, be a voice for the voiceless for these women who are here, who are suffering needlessly. Mm-hmm. So, so many of them. Mm-hmm. It, so I, I couldn't agree more. And it's so fun to, um, you know, actually like hear your whole story behind it. Um, because certainly we know you have a wonderful program and it's helping people focus on that, like stubborn, weight, right? Usually it's like belly fat or the menopod or the menobelly or it has all these like different names. Um, but it's so, um, I guess the word is probably inspiring, but it's, you know, how actually it was also your own story that really fueled the outcome that has helped so many people. And it's just wonderful to see like how, um, how other people besides for me also feel as though women should really, you know, have this kind of information. So then as you were building this course, um, I know we talked a little bit beforehand, and then you also moved over to running your own private practice. And so how does that kind of spill into what you do for patients that come to see you? 
So um, when a patient comes to see me in clinic, um, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. You know, we do a lot of work before they get there. They give me lots of information on their nutritional habits, on their, what medications are on their medical history, you know, and I really do a deeper dive. They um, do a whole menopause quiz, you know, where, where I'm able to kind of gauge where their symptomatology is at. So I'm ready because we have an hour together and I just want to make sure we cover all the bases. Yeah. And, um, so we go through their whole history, you know, what are your goals? And, and it's really sweet because most of my patients that come to me are not looking for a bikini body. I mean, it would be nice, but they yeah. want the old lady body. They want to be strong. They uh-huh. want to be functional. They want good muscle, strong bones, and a healthy heart. And they want to be balanced, have balance and be able to t- functional and take care of themselves at 70. And that is what we set the long-term goal. I love that. Yeah. Not just to like look good in a wedding dress. I mean, I got a million diet programs online. I can point you to, you'll, you'll fit in that dress, you know, for the reunion. But it, I'm here for you to grow old, healthy. Yeah. And they come to me with stories of their parents and they don't want that life. They don't want those, you know, and so I'm like, well, let's, let's look at where you're at and how we can get you the goals that you want. So that to me has been such a beautiful experience is helping shepherd women through like thinking in the bigger long term that your health matters mm-hmm. and that where do you want to be at 70? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I know it's, it's always, it's always a weird shift to think about like, well, I'm, I care about your bones now because I care about you in 10 years or 20 years. But I say that a lot to my patients too, is like, and I, I love that you're finding a lot of your patients also are thinking about the long-term health in that kind of realistic way. Um, cause I was interested. I wanted to ask you, um, I would, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would assume most people who take your course are in perimenopause and menopause. Most, not all. Say? No, most, yeah. but not all. Yeah. Have you found that people will report or, um, reductions in like hot flashes or improvement in sleep and yes. yeah. What, what kind of things are you hearing and are you collecting any data? I mean, well, I mean, that is like, you know, I don't think you're scientifically doing anything. Right. We don't have an IRB, so we don't have, you know, formal data collection that would, you know, that would require a study and, 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 um, that is my ultimate goal one day, but I'm so busy running a company by myself that I, (laughs) you're you're Um, like, I don't have an IRB, but, uh, right. Agree. Agree. You probably don't, but, um, it must be fun to see. I mean, if you, you have so many students, so you must see so much anecdotal data, anecdotal response. Lots of testimonials of, you know, not only like metabolic health indicators, improvement, so blood pressure and, um, you know, lipid panel and uh, cholesterol, you know, all of the usual things that we do, but, you know, sleeping better, autoimmune disease, better joint pain, better muscle pain, better. A lot of the things that are not well documented in the menopause world that are menopausal symptom, you know, that we know get worse. Depression is better. Like being able to, you know, get off certain medications or lower doses, you know, with these different nutritional choices that they're making, you know, this new life plan that they've got. And just feeling really, really good about themselves and really positive about their future. So that to me is the most exciting thing that I'm changing lives that way. That's so exciting. Um, So I want to go back to something else you asked, because I don't know the answer and I want to learn from you because I have the expert here is what are the, tell me about more about anti-inflammatory and like, 
Um, what, what did you research? What was your reading about and kind of what are some examples of foods that are pro-inflammatory? I know it's embarrassing to say I don't totally, I no, bet I can no, guess. We weren't in school. So yeah. in 2018, I went, I enrolled in the culinary medicine program at Tulane University. Um, so and cool. it is a, basically they call it where health meets food. It is a where nutrition. So it's taught by registered dietitians, chefs, and physicians, and it is learning, you know, basically it's like me, it was 60 levels of graduate, 60 hours of graduate level coursework plus labs. And it was the best thing I ever did. And wow. so that is where I got the foundational background of anti, you know, where I really did a deep dive of yep. into. So things that are anti-inflammatory fruits and veggies, I mean, and, and why, like what compound in this broccoli is going to promote X, Y, and Z. Like we got down to the very granular level of that. And um, so I'm always like legumes, leafy greens, you know, colorful vegetables, eat the rainbow, like all of these things work together where that's what we're meant to be eating and things that are pro-inflammatory and we have things that are neutral. So things that are like hundred percent pro-inflammatory for almost everyone. And it's not what you think. It's not gluten. It's not all these, you know, marketing terms and, and things that people have. Um, I mean, if I hear one more time an eggplant's going to kill you, I'm just like, oh my God. Um, so um Things like artificial colors, artificial flavors, um, uh -huh. nitrites, really uh -huh. nitrites are carcinogenic. And so, um, but, you know, things that weren't put there in nature and it's preservatives, you know, a lot of chemical additives to food to make it have a longer shelf life or to make it, you know, the trans fats, they've been taken pretty much off the market in the U.S., but um, I mean, those are horrible, horrible for you. And so learning about that kind of thing. Now, of course we each, and we're all genetically individual human beings, unless you have an identical twin running around. And so, and that we all have our individual things that might cause inflammation or discomfort or intolerance, you know, so you have to pay attention mm -hmm. to those signals, mm -hmm. but, you know, so there on our website is a nutritional inflammation quiz. And it is based on, there's <sighs> two, there were two, um, there are two questionnaires that registered dietitians use to grade the inflammatory level of someone's diet. And, and when we, in medicine, when I say diet, I'm not talking about a quick weight loss program. I'm talking about a pattern of eating. Yeah. And so, which is why I called it the Galveston diet, you know, just uh -huh. because it was a pattern of eating and it's very similar to Mediterranean. I mean, as lots of, except it's easier because we're not in the Mediterranean when you're there, it's actually very easy to eat a Mediterranean <laughs> diet. And read the name. <laughs> But, um, but here it's not so easy. You have to pick and choose. And so, um, we, you know, learning about, you know, dairy, some people can do great with dairy, but there's a huge section of the population that it does. It causes GI distress and gastrointestinal distress. And I learned so much about the gut microbiome and how we need to keep it healthy. It's 80% of our immune system. And if with your gut microbes are not thriving, you are not going to thrive on multiple levels. So, and I just took all of that and just squinched it into the program. And that's what I try to teach people. Most of our nutritional program is science and I'm just teaching you the science so that you can go out and make your own choices that are going to work best for you. Yeah. So women don't have to just like, just go through menopause and gain weight and, and have the body right. that they don't feel like is theirs. Right. I feel like that is something patient, people always say to me, patients always say to me like, oh, well, I guess it's inevitable or, um, I've tried everything or, um, I'm only heating, you know, something crazy. I, eat healthy. Calories, I, eat, healthy. I eat healthy. And I'm like, go take the quiz, go take the quiz, <laughs> go take the 
quiz. I'm going to send them. I'm actually going to do it after we get off. I'm, I'm so, like a little worried. It's based on, and it gives you a little score of pro neutral anti-inflammatory and you can take it every day because it's based on, it's a 24 hour recall of what you ate in the last 24 hours. And oh people gosh. are like, Oh my God, I really yeah. thought I was eating healthy. Being healthy. I know there's such a I think that there's parallel, there must be, you probably see them more than I do, like parallels of like diet culture messages, menopause messages, but I feel like it really sets women up to, you know, I don't want to say fail, but it definitely sets women up to be frustrated because they're always told this, they're always told this Mm -hmm. thing, this same message of whatever it might be, or whatever the messages of that decade. And I don't know where it comes from, but it really gets people in a loop. And so it's so, it's so exciting that you have figured out a program that you've started on yourself. And then with hundreds of volunteers to give you that feedback, to tweak it and to, to do it. And then how the heck do you do all this? How do you manage to be a hospitalist and be a mom and a wife and go to culinary school, like, and have a a course and a, and how do you do it all? I mean, that's just Well, my kids are older and they don't need me as much. I could not have done this when my kids were younger and I was, you know, trying to not miss every PTA meeting or, you know, school play and all the things because our schedule as physicians is so crazy. So my kids were older. Um, The pandemic helped because we were home so much. And switching out of the traditional OB-GYN model into the hospitalist, I was part-time. And so it freed up more time for me to kind of, you know, finish up my culinary medicine studies, get certified in that you know, and I mean, I was just so passionate about it and I just knew this was my path. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to have those letters behind my name just because, you know, any other physician looking at me is like, we didn't learn this in school. Where, what are you talking about? And so I just felt like, and it, I learned so much, but it, I, I wanted to be credible in this space. Yeah. So then as you started posting on TikTok and your account just grew, like, what are some of the things that you... I feel like you see the most or some of the same recurring questions or, you know, things on TikTok that seem to really resonate with women. Is it about diet? Is it into more things? Um, Is it both? You know, I'm pulling up my phone. Like my most popular videos are either basic information on just recognizing that perimenopause is a thing, you know, and and talking about different symptoms that you you just don't feel yourself and are you having muscle pain, joint pain, you know, um, itchy skin, itchy ears, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, everybody knows hot flashes and mood swings and night sweats and, and that, but I mean, really like giving better education around that and the age of menopause, like so many women, they don't understand the concept of perimenopause. They just think one day their ovaries just stop. And it's this laborious process that takes seven to 10 years. And all these symptoms can be happening during that process. And that we each have different levels of estrogen receptor, you know, expressed on different tissues. So your menopausal journey is going to look different than mine. Don't judge each other. It's all real and just giving validation behind it. So that's one. And I, I do very well with nutritional videos, you know, talking about like specific vitamins or, you know, in food and where you get them in food and, and vitamin D is always a, everybody loves vitamin D because we're <laughs> 85% of menopausal women are deficient. You know, wow. multiple we're not absorbing it. We're not getting out in the sun. We're not doing all the things. We're not getting our food. And so I just throw spaghetti at the wall. Literally, I just make, I don't have a content calendar. I'm just winging it. I look at Q and A's and, and I just talk about stuff. And sometimes it takes off and goes viral and sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay. I'm out there helping people. That is what keeps me going. Cause it is sometimes it'll make you crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. as you know, is that this, the people are like, you've helped me so much. You're helping me. You're helping me. You're helping me. 
I know it's, it is, it's like when someone, you exactly. When some random person sends you a DM, that's like, I had a great talk with my doctor and I'm on the patch because of you, whatever it might be. Right. You're like, wow, that is, it's crazy, but it makes it worth it. Even though there are certainly days where it's just, um, yeah, it feels um, it feels hard either just you're creatively, you get kind of burned out, which is probably yeah. where I am today or whatever it may be, but it is, it's so fun to see. You know what I like about TikTok is that reply button where you can make a video because you get all their questions and, um, then you can turn a content or a video into just simply answering someone's question. Answer I think it's question. such a fun thing that's on TikTok that you can turn that whole thing into a video. And then sometimes that will just kind of go viral or people, tons of people will watch. And it's just, so exciting to see. So my next, the next thing I kind of wanted to pick your brain on is like, where do you see menopausal care going? Like, where do you think um, we as um, people who make content on TikTok or, you know, clinicians who really, really kind of want to drill evidence based medicine into not only women, but other clinicians who may be following us, like, where do you think it is going or where, where do you hope it's going? Maybe <laughs> that's a better I question. Want like for me, I want to be one of the credible sources, you know, on our website and we're, we're building out an encyclopedia of information so that women can go and get informed because they're not getting it anywhere else yeah. and have a, have an informed dis- discussion with their physician. And if it does nothing more than make the physician realize that there's a gap in their knowledge and make them want to seek out more learning or educate themselves better, because sadly, and as a former OBGYN program director, there is a serious gap in education, awareness, knowledge, you know, the nuances of how to treat a patient and how to recognize perimenopause, literally zero education in perimenopause, nothing. Suffer, suffer, suffer until you're fully menopausal and then HRT and I hope you don't die. Bye. So, you know, that, that was 20 years ago. Um, I did have some great professors, you know, whose wives were going through it, one in particular, and he was like an excellent, like, I'm like, you can treat perimenopause. Like, I remember like looking at him in clinic, like you're treating perimenopause. Is that a thing? (laughs) And so, you know, but outside of him, he was just doing that on his own. We were never taught that it was never part of our training. So we have a very long way to go, but I just see women becoming empowered, learning about their own bodies, understanding that they're not crazy. And that this is, we're all going through this hundred percent of us. If we live long enough, we'll go through this. You have options, you have information, you know, different things are going to work for different people, but for goodness sake, you know, you do not have to suffer. Yeah, I know. I sometimes think after having lots of these conversations with so many like amazing people and experts, it's, it's almost like we have to mobilize the army of women first, even though that would seem backwards because they can't necessarily and always tell their doctor exactly what they want to do. Cause they don't have that prescription power, but that's almost like what it seems like is, is what kind of we have to do to then kind of urge those clinicians and educational programs to then like kind of slowly kind of say, okay, you know, we're getting a lot of demand. It's like democracy or something, yeah. although it's just going to take so long. Um, as part of the American College of OBGYN or ACOG, since I'm an in internal medicine and you're an OBGYN, do you see ACOG um, uh, reflecting any of that or is it still sort of pretty you much know, the menopause society was formed because ACOG really wasn't taking the mantle up for this. It's very, very generalized, basic, basic information. I have not seen a groundswell yet, 
of from inside the organization of, you know, we really, really can do a better job here and we are not serving women mm -hmm. in this area. And I, I, and North American Menopause Society is separate from American Council of OB-GYN and they are really trying to get out there and educate. So I'm constantly referring people to their database or information or, or just utilize, you know, put sharing links to, they've got some great, really patient-friendly stuff there. Um, and I'm building a, a database. You know, you can't Google a doctor anymore and get reasonable information. There's, you know, SEO and ads and people are you know, paying to get at the top of the page. And so, you know, if you're I looking know. for a menopause provider, it is hard. It is and hard. So based on, I have so many followers, I basically have, you can go on my website. If you, if anyone of your listeners loves their doctor and has a fabulous menopause provider, you can go and do a personal recommendation and testimonial. And then someone in your area, you can help a sister out and mm -hmm. refer mm -hmm. them. You know, I and we'll just validate they're they're a doctor and they have an office and here you go. Oh, but, you know, call service. ahead, and make sure. But you know, at least you'll have something that is a patient testimonial that's real and not paid or sponsored or anything like that. That is such a good point. You're absolutely right. And I would say that's a big question I get on social media too. Is like, where can I find a doctor like you? Or how can I come to see you? And I'm like, I would love for you to see me, but um, you live in across yeah. the country I'm only licensed in Texas. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and there is only one of me, you know, and it's such a tough question to be like, oh, I love that you have that feature. Um, what is next for you? Like, what do you see? I know you told me you're building out some more of your website. So like, what's your next big project that I, we can know about? I want to, um, be the, I want to be the go-to website that for menopause. I want a woman to go there and be able to get, okay, what are my options? What can I do? And it, I'm going to go through, I always start with nutrition. Then we talk about exercise, you know, and she can just arm herself with information and educate herself. And then when it comes to like what prescriptions are available, what over the counter things, you know, with real credible sources and then, okay, is there somebody in my, in my area that, you know, is going to at least, I mean, I tell everyone, you deserve the conversation. You may opt out. That's fine. Yeah. That's your choice, but yeah. you deserve the conversation of hormone replacement therapy. Or Everyone therapy. should. I totally agree. Everyone should. Uh, everyone should. I know because I, I, I just couldn't agree more. You can see, I can't even get the sentence out, but I think the last statistic is somewhere between five and 10%, five and 10% of um, American women take hormone replacement therapy and not that a hundred percent do I've done so many different shows and posts. And I'm sure you would agree that, you know, you can, or you cannot, and there's no right or wrong answer, but it's so likely that so such a higher percentage of women would benefit, but they haven't really been able to really make a good informed decision. So that's, that's kind of, yeah, I, I, I think that that's, Fantastic. And so exciting to see everything that you're building. And it also sounds like you have two daughters who are following in your footsteps. One, maybe. I mean, she's she's pre-med nutrition. So um, she's just took the MCAT and applying to medical school right now. Again, it's a journey. She's very early in this process and I'm just trying to be supportive without, I'm trying to get her to take a year off. <laughs> And relax before <laughs> I know uh, I'd be like we'll and, but my second daughter is more she's just graduating high school and she is more my husband and my daughter my husband's an engineer so the, the 
three of us are STEM, but she's more of a marketing kind of has that kind of a brain. And so she's majoring in like advertising and journalism. So we'll see kind of what her path is, but she's heavily in the background coaching me on social media (laughs) constantly. I was going to say she's, you, you have that in you too. Um, and it's, and, and, and how cool to sort of, um, you know, I don't want to say your daughters are involved, but to like, just, just kind of see through their eyes or they see through your eyes. I mean, I'm sure it's really, really encouraging and fun. They're, you know, they're pretty, um, verbal, you know, they are, (laughs) they're quick to comment when they're not, when they don't love what I'm doing on social media. I think they some days wish that it was something like fashion or something that was cooler. (laughs) Talking about menopause and vaginal dryness. (laughs) I was going to say, how do they feel having such a famous mom? I'm, I might beg to guess you have the most followers in the house, but how do they feel having such a famous mom? Um, you know, when they, it's, we live in a small town. Everybody knows me because I delivered their babies or did their, took care of them. So yeah. um, when we travel and you know, with COVID and everyone wearing masks, no, we didn't go anywhere. And so I think it surprises them when someone might recognize me when we're out and about somewhere and they get a little smile on their face or, or whatever. But um, I, that we don't talk about that. You know, They're, I'm just mom and I'm an annoying mom and I'm funny mom and I'm, you know, <laughs> pick up your clothes and what time are you coming home? And I'm still mom, you know, and that's, it's like a separate personality. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can understand that a little bit. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Um, it's just been so wonderful to hear your story, how everything has evolved, how it went from like Facebook to this amazing program and just all the, you know, things after that, um, starting your clinic and then working more and more on the field of educating women about menopause. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you for being such a wonderful voice because they do need us, um, and you, because if not all that predatory stuff will just grow and grow and grow. Um, so thank you so much being, for being on the show today. And I'm going to let everyone know where they can find, um, find your links and socials. They probably already know, but definitely the quiz. Cause I'm going to take it right after this. So thank you again. All right. You're welcome. It was wonderful. Um, getting to meet you. Yeah. Likewise. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I'll see you again next week for a brand new episode. Bye everyone. If I haven't already done so, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my show. Consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Also, if you love the show, your stars or a quick review could really help other women who are searching for information on menopause and midlife around the globe find this show. If you want to work with me, consider the Reclaiming Menopause Masterclass. The link for that is in the description to this show. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for all your support, and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.